Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, with me, as always, is Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? I'm not going to look at the camera, so I don't freak you out. <laughs> as long as I'm not looking at you, it's fine. I'm just going to look away. No, it, it's fine. Don't divert your eyes. The, you when, you, the audience wants you to look at them, Andy. It's very important. Uh, I am just, I am getting over a two-week illness, as you could hear in my voice. I'm not yeah. 100% just yet, Andy. So I'm not, I'm not there. Still it's squeaky. still a little craggly. I'm going to be taking a little sipsies. A little bit of sipsies. <laughs> getting, getting things lubricated as it were, mm-hmm. in here. Um, but I've missed you, and I can't I wait to talk about video games. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I know. Folks, this this right here, this right here is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. The internet's number one video game newsing po- news podcast starring people you've never heard of. Hmm. Probably. Almost hmm. guaranteed you've never heard of us. Absolutely. That is a fact. Most definitely. The show posts each and every week for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice. Remember, it is on a different feed now. It's on its own feed. You have to search for Crossplay Podcast if you're a viewer right now. And where are you viewing this? Well, you can view it live on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams or as a video on demand one day after we record on youtube.com slash dual screens TV. V. And if you want to support our show, if you want to support everything we do, allow us to go to things like PAX East or hire some staff and stuff and get really cool things done for the show and the, and, and raise the quality, you can. You go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast, just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, FNH Paul, and Vegas Girl on Fire. Thank you. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support. Now, Andy... It is time to get into the adventures in gaming, 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 gaming. Andy, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing three things. Oh, Steven. Oh, three wildly different kind of games. I see. Okay. Uh huh. The first thing is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Guardians. Very nice. I'll tell you right now. Do not sleep on this game. I've never slept on it. I think you may have to borrow this game when I'm done with it. I made a ship it to you because I'm loving it. It's on, it's on my Christmas lot. wish list there, Andy. A whole lot. Oh! It's on, it's on my wish, wish list. And it's still on sale on Amazon. Maybe oh. I'll buy that for you for Christmas. It's like uh-huh. 30 bucks. May do that. What was that? Um, yeah, love it. I think they learned a lot, Crystal Dynamics, from Avengers. It's much more structured story-wise. As it should be. focused. The gameplay is so damn good. Um, but yeah, I just started playing it like a few days ago and I'm loving it so far. Another game I'm playing, this is like guilty pleasure to territory. It's Fatal Frame, the recent remake made in the black water. It is the most jankiest, clunky mm-hmm. ass fucking game. Oh boy. But it has anime waifu. Action. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that explains it. I can't, I sure. can't. It's like, oh my God. Sure. Just, I want to put it down because I feel like it's a waste of my time. It is. It, it's, it's not a scary <laughs> game. It's not scary. It's not, like, it's not even a well-done horror game. It has some fun elements to it, but it's not a scary game by any, by any means. The, how, like, how, how scary can boobies be? Like, let's say you want to grab an item or open the door. Right. You have to hold the right trigger, and it's like, 
a five second cutscene of the character dragging like a drawer open. Oh. And it's left that way for like an obvious jump scare. But like in the beginning, it's you're pulling open doors with the 10 second lag behind it. Oh no. And if you let go of the button, it's like, oh shit, you gotta start all over again. So it's it's you know, it's it's a very it's it, it it has that charm, that Japanese anime waifu charm that right. I think kind of saved the franchise in an odd way because after a certain point it's like did, it, well, did it's, the franchise need saving yeah i mean it, it got a little watered down at a certain point so it's okay, okay it's camera ghosts how this can't be scary forever so we'll put titties in it and uh right. we'll, we'll, sell, we'll sell it that way that'll really drive the fear factor it, you know, it was like that the deception series from that series no way back in the day for nope. ps1 nope. so that was like straight up you're setting traps and killing people but then that devolved into like demons with tits killing people. But it was right. more about the fan service and the actual gameplay. Yeah, okay. So it's the same, same exact situation. So I'm playing that. And the third game I'm playing, imagine a top-down Zelda-like sprite game. Mm-hmm. But the gameplay is like Resident Evil. Yes. I'm, I'm here a for game that. called Evil Tonight. Okay. And you're playing as sprite titties. And okay. you have like a gun, you have Sprint. ammo, you solve puzzles, <laughs> look for like rooster keys and other keys and opening doors and solving mystery and fighting ghosts and demons. But it's like a 2D top down Resident Evil game through and through with and it's with with titties with. OK, with a lot of titties. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of titties this week. <laughs> a lot of titties. How, how do you how? Like, I, I don't even know. Without without getting in trouble, I don't know how to even look for these games. Like the list of where oh, these games exist. They no, because they've never found me. That's the thing. They have never found me. <laughs> I, I didn't once know. Once you put one into your rotation, some other well, that's the thing. Up. That first one. Listen, you you did the show with that guy from that game. I did. I did. That's how good my memory is. That guy from that game. No, uh, something it, succubus. succubus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He listed like 12 games. And then I'm aware. The wish list and then they all none of up, them. Like, none of them have crossed uh, my, my path. None of them. Zero percent of them. Listen, there's been some accidental titties too. Like I didn't intend for this evil tonight game to have like, you know, curvy sprite chicks in it, but it does. You know, that wasn't okay. on purpose. So just a happy accident. And then. Fatal Frame is just, you know, that's just, yeah, scary titties. <laughs> you're you're a strange person. Anyway, I've been playing. I've been playing AAA titles. Andy. You're playing things <laughs> that people are talking about. And are yeah, relevant. yes. Uh, well, that's why the show works so well. The two sides of the same fucking scratched up coin. Yeah. Go on. What are you playing? <laughs> Goodness. Um. So I jumped into the Halo Infinite multiplayer, which. Uh, has yes. was released a couple weeks ago or we can have about this um it's my first thoughts? it's my first proper halo uh mm-hmm. multiplayer experience um mm-hmm. it's what i mean it's okay i mean it it, mm-hmm. it does something it does things it's that okay. i don't like it does things that mm-hmm. i don't like so i didn't grow up with it right i didn't grow up mm-hmm. with with knowing what it's supposed to be so mm-hmm. to me it feels a little dated in how it plays mm-hmm. but that's what people love about Halo. Like Splitgate to me, um, 
is a little bit more modern in how they how the weapons kind of work mm-hmm. whereas halo i feel like is a little bit behind in in that they're still kind of balancing and figuring figuring shit out mm-hmm. um but it's it's fun like i i can't say that i'm not that every time i played that i didn't have fun now right. i've never played with just strangers i've never just jumped in to play by myself That's i've always factor, had a gr- sure. always, i've always had a crew to run with right. or at least you know even if I'm not on on comms, I'll join somebody's game, play a couple of rounds, bounce out. So it has that going for it. It's no more impressive to me than, you know, uh, like a Call of Duty multiplayer experience. Like it's fun. It works. Um, but it ha- I'm not in in love with it like people said that I would be because of, you know, you, it's pedigree. Do you think it has legs? Yes. Oh yeah, okay. no, no, it's gonna it they they what they have in there is like it feels like Christmas morning. Mm. Like Oh, I like this analogy. Okay, go ahead. When you have the bright the brand new shiny thing and you feel like you'll it'll never end. The the mm. you like there's always something. <clears throat> and because it's a basically, you know, an infinite pun intended platform, mm-hmm. like you could see that they could just continuously add shit, rotate mm-hmm. things out keep it fresh there's no need for for anything to be there for too long but nothing will get stale you just go and you get this is what people want right this is what halo people want and they're not gonna have to really buy another game to continue to get something different so yeah i think it's gonna have competitive legs it's gonna be it's a it's a blast to play i'm not it's just it's it it didn't blow me away as like a genre defining thing that a lot of people were like either have been giving a credit for or feel like halo is mm-hmm. um but that's because i go from playing apex legends which is way more my like i just i just love the the uh, maneuverability and shooting and, and the powers and like speed. it's just it's something i enjoy more like <clears throat> i wish there was like a simple multiplayer like mode like team deathmatch mode in that outside of um arenas in apex but the new apex season um is in full swing we're, we're at week four right now um i've been playing that a bunch really liking it um not crazy about the new character i know a lot of people are um mikey kirsch friend of the show uh has switched basically to be the new character ash he's maining as ash she has like a teleporting ability she oh you uh she uses her sword and it creates like a rift and you just mm-hmm. jump through it and you end up on the other side of the, of, of the, of the slash basically. Um, mm-hmm. she could tether people with like a tether bomb thingy. Um, and she could see death fresh death boxes on the map. So she'll know if like, death Oh, so, so yeah, it's like the loot oh. that they leave behind. Oh, okay. So okay. you'll know if something happened close to you, you'll be like, Oh, these death boxes just appeared. Let's go over there and fight that, that, you know, whatever. Um, the new map is fantastic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um absolutely love it it's beautiful to look at and it's got so many interesting points of interest um really like it Mm -hmm. um the next thing that i've been playing i've been playing new world uh i've been trying to mainline that storyline i should be done with it very soon Uh um as you know i do uh faction wars a new world podcast with tay tay it's perjure um, we'll be recording that later tonight after this show. 
Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of changes happened to the game, and I got to be honest, Andy, I don't want to be a healer anymore because they destroyed that class completely. Oh, God. It's completely unviable as a solo (laughs) class now. Oh, really upset about it. Like, I so I switched. I actually started messing around with other weapons now. Kind of forced my hand to do that, so... I did that. But speaking of messing around with weapons, Andy, let me take a sip real quick because my voice is going away. The weapons. That's our new show. <clears throat> Andy. Oh, it's a good segue until we're going to talk about. I yeah. purchased the oh, upgrade yeah. to the anniversary edition of Skyrim. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I have not played Skyrim real, like for real in 10 years since the game came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did buy it for Switch, but I couldn't really play it on Switch because the font was too small. I just was wasn't enjoying myself. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So I got the anniversary edition. Uh huh. I have been introduced for the very first time in in the world of Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. I have been introduced to the world of mods. Oh, see, those are game changers. Andy, I yes. did not realize how shitty. Skyrim's leveling up is and how shitty the spells are until I downloaded mods that change them all. Vanilla Skyrim is pretty it's like they left the the, you know a good foundation for those to make the game better (laughs) you know so I wanted to play a druid Andy Uh what do you think of when you think of a druid what kind of magic should they have I think a druid is has some healing but like Stuff with nature, animal uh-huh. summons, maybe like uh-huh. controlling like beasts of of the wild stuff uh-huh. like that. That's what I think of druid. Maybe some like, vines. Really. Yeah, vines. You know, stiff with yeah, stiff thorns. With yeah, yeah, right. Thorns, maybe maybe some know, blocks sights. that come out of the ground and stuff. Right, right, right. right. No, there's none of that so, in so the like vanilla game. Ivy kind of shit. Right. Yeah. There's none of that in the vanilla game. But I downloaded a mod that adds five schools of magic. And one of them is the Druid school, which adds 15 Druid spells. Let me tell you, Andy, I am summoning snakes that are just attacking dudes. I'm summoning ravens that are poking dudes eyes, eyes out. I summoned a a dire wolf that just chase chases guys down and eats them alive. Um, I now have spikes that come out of the ground. I have, I could turn any dead body into a plant to harvest Holy shit. <laughs> it is the coolest fucking thing ever. <clears throat> Not only that, Andy, but I added to this mod. So it's the same creator. So I know that all the mods work together. Mm-hmm. The other mod that I did was a completely revamped skill tree. Mm-hmm. So now instead of being like, hey, you do 5% more damage. Hey, you do more criticals. Hey, you, you know, you actually get abilities with them. That actually that you can like actual skills that you use and scale like uh, I don't really remember them off the top of my head. But like if you go down the illusion tree of magic, which kind of sucks, like it actually makes it viable. It's so fucking cool. Then the last thing that I added to it was a revamp of the College of Winterhold. Winterhold. Yeah, winter college, whatever it is, Um, because it looks like garbage, like the college. It looks it's got hay everywhere whatever. Um, so now we have the mod that makes it actually look like really impressive. It's got magic shit Uh everywhere and it's fucking awesome. Anyway, I'm in in love with Skyrim all over again and I'm so happy I'm playing it right now. You know, it makes me wonder, like, that's a good argument. Like, 
we have a, a game that is much better now, but no thanks to the actual creators of the game. It's also communities <laughs> beating it a lot of new shit. And it's now worthwhile. Like this fishing in the wonder, game, Andy. Right, fishing. It makes you wonder, should I play Starfield like five years from now when it comes out? Um no. I mean, I you can't forget Skyrim came out 10 years ago. So what it, it what Skyrim did, you know, people say it's as wide as an ocean, as deep as a puddle. Like, right. <laughs> it kind of is, but it also isn't like there. There are so many conversations and everything that kind of oh, weave together. I enjoyed that game when it first came out, mm -hmm. without a doubt. But then once once the modding scene really got their hands on it. With I your Macho like, Man Dragon. Well, yeah, like right. this is just amazing. It's like a total game changer. So it makes you wonder, like, for the quality of life stuff, like you're saying, the whole overhauled experience system, adding five new magic schools, that sounds like amazing shit. It's awesome. And it makes you hopeful for, like, what they'll do once Starfield's out, because that's going to be an amazing game, I feel, and made better. I don't give a shit about Starfield right now. Down the line. I just don't care. Like, I... But are you... Uh, yeah. Cyberpunk like kind of ruined that... that You've never leaned towards that sort of science fiction fantasy. You're more high fantasy. Um, I feel. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. I mean, I like you know, the KOTOR games, but at the same you love, time... You love, you love your D&D. You like that particular yeah. world. Although, you know? I would love, and I actually know that one exists, a tabletop version of Starship Troopers. There's a, table, there's a oh, tabletop well, RPG of Starship David, Troopers, is, which I would love to be a, in. A, like a, a cult phenomenon. That's yeah, but I digress. Right I digress. <laughs> I'm more excited for Elder Scrolls Six because I would really like for them to do wow. proper class magic instead of just illusion destruction. Like do you know, nature, do see, that's a you know point. shit like that. Let's see if they can actually look to the mods and say, okay, what can we learn from those who made our game better over right. the last ten years? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into the indie, which I've changed from the indie news report to the indie watch because there are some games that I've been kind of looking at lately that look fucking awesome. This looks really fucking good, doesn't it? It does. Um, so we're talking about Lila's Sky Arc. It comes from Monolith of Minds. It's going to be published by Graffiti Games. Uh, you could take a look at it. You could wishlist it now on Steam. Um, I don't know much about the game, but just looking through it, it looks fantastic. Um, it's a. Uh, it kind of reminds me. The art style kind of reminds me of Moonlighter. Um, in in uh, now they they have made another game before this that I did not hear of, but also looks really familiar. Um, but here I'm just going to read the about this game. Lila's Sky Arc is a vibrant action-adventure game set in a psychedelic world filled with strange characters, puzzles, intense fights, and secrets. One morning, Lila and her friends, Mr. Kaipchen and Dr. Father... Father, sir. Dr. Father, sir. Wake up to find themselves facing a grim foe, the Conductor, and his generals who have, who have invaded the Sky Island to take all that is magical and musical. Magical and musical. Uh... So the features here are craft powerful weapons using alchemy recipes, battle rabid animals and hordes of pink soldiers, fight brutal bosses in intense battles. Instead of a boring sword, Lila can throw around all kinds of things that she finds on her way, rocks, barrels, sheep, and more. <laughs> Quirk, quirky cast of characters, uh, and it's a prequel story to their previous game called Resolution. 
Oh, look at that. So, so both now. Mm-hmm. maybe we'll get a package deal. But anyway, keep that one on your yeah. radar. It looks fantastic. Um, and that's that. That's all I got to say about that. Looks amazing. Indeed. I'm into this. Andy, take us into the dual screens report. Ooh, this first one. This is like, are you okay? Because I feel like. No, I'm is, not. Is the blood rushing directly to your penis right now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are you going to pass out? And it is. Gonna... <laughs> it is, actually. It's touching the microphone. Yes. DC Universe online developer Dimensional Mm -hmm. Inc. Studios is working on the Marvel MMO. Mm -hmm. But that's not all. Mm -mm. The project is led by Jack Emmert, Mm -hmm. who designed and helmed City of Heroes Ah! and currently leads DC UO. Uh yeah, um I really like DC Universe online. So but Steven. Yes. I'm a, I'm getting a little Marvel fatigue right now. That's okay. Like because I'm going to I'm going to so much. Hold on, I'm going to help you, Andy. You're going to help me. This is the thing. Like so you remember yes. so you remember um the Marvel Universe online, right? Remember that game? Yes. Marvel yes, Omega yes, whatever yes. it was called. Um, yeah, it had you playing that. like as you know, like Spider Man and yada yada. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a million Spider Men running around. Right. Andy, City of Heroes and DC mm-hmm. Universe Online. Mm-hmm. The main key thing to remember mm-hmm. is you created your own heroes. Mm-hmm. It. I guarantee you that this Marvel game is going to have you creating your own special hero with a bunch of subsets of powers combined together, designing your costume and then existing among Wolverine, the Punisher, Cyclops, freaking Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, Doom, Captain America. Do you need like a cold shower because the Incronkable Hulk, (laughs) I'm telling you. This is going to be the greatest video game of all time. The Incrognable? The Incrognable Hulk. (laughs) Well, I was going to say Incrognable Bulk or whatever his name was. um, Oh, are you talking about from Powerpuff Girls? Yes. (laughs) It was the Infathomable Crunk, I think it was. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Or some shit like that. (laughs) My memory uh, is failing me, Andy. Uh, but yeah, again, I'm a little Marvel fatigued because, you know, between Guardians and then we're getting Wolverine at some point, Spider-Man 2, that other Marvel game by Amy Hennig, plus the one from the XCOM people. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot of Marvel shit. Yeah. And Spider-Man DLC and Avengers, a lot going on. But okay, I'll allow it. I, I, I'll allow it. Uh, I outside like- of Avengers, though, like they've been good at least. I just feel like games like this, MMOs, you need to like make it your life. Yes. Nothing else can exist outside of this one game. Andy, I promise you, we will be purchasing a fourth channel for the Marvel <laughs> MMO podcast. Shut up. It's happening. <laughs> Unless New World dies by then and we cancel right. that show. And we'll just rebrand it. We'll just reuse the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll just reuse the thing. Exactly. God help us Andy, all. who won Black Friday? Oh, the Series S won Black Friday. Give it up, Microsoft. You did it. Most popular console, it's claimed. Mm-hmm. $300 console was the most popular console during Black Friday. Yes. 
Um, I'm trying to see if there's any sales stats here. Uh, but nope, I just see that it was the best seller. I'm guessing here in the states. Um, for Black Friday. I mean, the thing is, like, you can buy one right now if you want to, Stephen. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I'm actually debating. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Why? Why? For when if I move, you buy one, I'm I'm going to grab. I'm gonna, gonna go to your house, break it, and steal your Series X from you. No, no, no. the Series X is for the office. <laughs> oh, I was okay. saying the Series S would be like for the living room. You know, because yes, it's so tiny, you could mount it yeah. to the back of the TV. You know, yeah, sure. Kind of keep it there. Just be like, listen, I'm gonna continue my Skyrim game over here in beautiful 720i. Yeah, <laughs> glorious 15 frames a second. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, listen. There's two factors here at play. One, the price structure, which is it's the cheapest thing amongst all of them. Between like the Switch OLED, which is the new hot shit right now, and PlayStation, mm-hmm. this is like the key price point. Three hundred bucks. It's the next gen entry point for people, mm-hmm. and it's available. So it's a good fallback for like mommy and daddy who want to say, "Hey, sorry, I couldn't find you an X or a PS5, but here's you can still play the new." next gen shit plus you have mm-hmm. this and game pass subscription with it so it's a good it was a really good deal it's a great deal uh, I'm, I'm not shocked that it came out mm-hmm. on top i'm not I'm shocked wondering. but i am shook andy you're a little shook are you i'm a little shook you're I'm, a little shook i'm bio shook oh you're just skipping through the fucking story ladies now. and gentlemen <laughs> we have a slide a slide has leaked I just couldn't, I couldn't ignore that segue, Andy. That's why I skipped. You couldn't, you couldn't. A slide from the new Bioshock game pitching presentation has been leaked. Uh, And it's, there might be two cities with different ideology. One of them located underground right below the other, both sharing a flip side border zone with an unleashed vertical war. City one is a free and wealthy society led by a successful entrepreneur. Then there's the flip side, the upside down, as it were. And City 2 is an isolated underground city separated from the upper world, led by a dictator waging a vertical war. Oh my. And they, they have pictures here. There's a bird in the City 1 and then a cage in City oh, 2. Birds. You oh, see that? That's so deep and symbolic. Um. So I, uh, I yeah. really love this concept this idea of like these two cities that are just basically upside down like smashed on their ends together kind mm-hmm. of a thing it's very like stranger things upside yeah. down situation going on um but it makes you wonder like if there was someone living underneath like like my downstairs like neighbor i don't care what he does you know i'm on my side he's on his side mm-hmm. why are we gonna fight but it's a neat concept given the last one had the whole like cities in the sky thing mm-hmm. going on and hooks and you're grappling and going on sky rails and shit. So it's a natural evolution. You've gone from underwater to in the skies to now like some weird, you have two very unique worlds living on top of each other in a sense. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm ready for a new Bioshock. That's not complete ass. And the uh, rumored name is Bioshock Isolation. Yes. Which would be pretty cool. Listen, I uh, I enjoyed the first one, what I played of it. 
Uh, well, what I mean, I beat it. Yes. I beat it. I, that's not what I meant. Um, I meant the <laughs> I series. I meant that what I've played of the series I have liked. Um, but I've heard that two is just not as good as one. So I just, I never bothered. So it's, we're, we're going to go back to your, I don't know if this, this was during our pre-show. You mentioned Chrono Cross and mm-hmm. some other games. Mm-hmm. Bioshock 1 is the better bio. Right. Shock. Right. It is a superior Bioshock. Two has some redeeming qualities. Infinite, eh, I think Infinite was better in concept before it changed during development dramatically. But Bioshock 1, I feel, is like required reading for gaming because it's just such an amazing game. Gameplay and story through and through. Yeah. It's like you need to play that game because it's just so important i don't want to use that phrase but i just did so fuck you but i feel like it is an important well, game well it, then it was just such it was a really impactful game when it first came out so i feel like it's kind of a necessity if you want to be a gamer mm. In mm. A sense. speaking of impact oh god andy oh god cyberpunk's back in the news i don't care about <laughs> this game anymore the next gen <laughs> version of cyberpunk 2077 is coming q1 2022 that's right it is yes it's coming it's happening here are some bullet points teams are being expanded Mm. there you go we got bigger teams a major cyberpunk 2077 update is also coming uh Mm -hmm. okay the cyberpunk 2077 expansion is still in development so they didn't Mm -hmm. just give it up it's still Mm -hmm. a thing that's happening CDPR has started early, quote, exploratory work, end quote, on new projects as well, which I believe might be the best part of this news. And then as a further note to this yes. uh, piece of news, there's a apparently a next a next gen version upgrade of Witcher 3. Yes. Targeting Q2 next year. So. A few things, Stephen. Yes. I'm not sure why there's exploratory work on new shit being discussed or an upgrade of like a, what an eight year old game at this point, Witcher 3, when you have such a broken, unfinished mess of cyberpunk and broken promises. Yeah. These other things shouldn't even be a discussion at CDPR. Just focus on this one thing. And get it done. No one cares about Witcher 3 upgrade for next gen. That's fine. I'm okay with it. Or what's going to happen 12 years from now when your next game <laughs> comes out? Because when you announced Cyberpunk, it was like fucking 12 years ago, literally. So it's not a big deal. So it's, it's good. Awesome. Have thoughts about other shit in the background. I, I think... <sighs> Just finish this I'm thing. I'm kind of in I'm kind of in in two ways about it. Like mm-hmm. I want to see them learn from this and make something different, right? right? Um and it's encouraging to know that they're exploring that now. That means that they are in a good place with Cyberpunk finally. I always said Cyberpunk should have been delayed 2 years. Yeah. From like it was yeah. so far Actually, from being finished. Actually, it would have been just about right. <clears throat> yeah. They should have canceled last the last gen version just worked on this next this new gen <clears throat> excuse me and had the game come out in 2022 Q1 mm-hmm. whatever 
I mean, hindsight is 2020, right? Like, of course I say that now, um, we were all clamoring for it. We didn't realize how bad a shape the game was really in until we all got it in our hands. Um, but it's encouraging to know that they're, they at least feel comfortable enough that they're expanding their, their planning. They're going to continue to support cyberpunk, which I believe is great. Um, and I just, I look forward to not even so much the next gen version. Mm. I look forward to this next patch because the game, I can't tell a lot of the time when playing it that it's not the next gen version that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It still looks really good and it's mm-hmm. been running really well. It has dumb glitches. Yes. It's got some weird text issues it's got weird uh like missions you can't complete still it still has like those bugs um but i look forward to like the game being the best version of what it was supposed to be finally um Mm. and then maybe the next gen version will be you know better have ray tracing that doesn't break the game but um kudos for them kudos to them none of the next gen shit (laughs) breaks the game further yeah like i said i'm kind of over with this game like it came out it was a big old like dud and i was like you know what it's broken it's glitchy it won't work on some systems it was fucking off the psn store for god knows how long i think it was close to like eight months right so listen finish it maybe i'll find some time for it but next year is so stacked already that the idea of playing a two-year-old game at that point for the first time, eh. You just got to pretend it's a brand new game. That's all. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I got bigger fish to fry next year. That fucking. Like I'm doing with fun. Skyrim. Right. So if it's they a brand mod new game. it, I'll play it. Uh, there's, they essentially are modding it. <laughs> if they mod it, I'll play it. <laughs> they, they essentially are, are doing exactly that. Uh, speaking about things that we shouldn't get too excited about. Don't get too excited. Get excited about. Maybe we should. This is a weird a weird headline. I don't get when this happens sometimes. It makes you wonder what, what really goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Like to be a fly on the wall in some of these game companies. Oof, I wish. Dragon Age 4's creative director has left Bioware. Bye, Bioware. Quote We have mutually agreed to part ways, and his last day is today. It's a company email sent to Bioware staff. Senior senior creative director on Dragon Age 4, Matt Goldwyn, has left Bioware. He had been senior creative director. Of Dragon Age 2017. Okay, going on almost five, four or five years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's left. It's been mutually agreed upon that he would leave. Um, and this makes me feel a little bit skittish because we've seen directors like in the end stage of development be like, yeah. you know what? It's in good hands. I got an offer from somewhere, somewhere else that's I, it's like a dream job. Right. You know, I've given you my vision, my leadership, my guidance. It's in your hands now. All the best. Like Halo Infinite, I think they changed once or twice mm-hmm. queer directors and one towards the end. And, you know, that game looks and plays beautifully that we know of. And hopefully the single player campaign is just as good as the multiplayer portion. But having someone leave this early without any sort of we know nothing about this game other than it exists. 
yeah what is what is happening where both the person and the studio say this isn't a good fit for either one of us <laughs> you can leave and we'll, we'll both yeah be happy like about this situation that's exactly yeah that that's <laughs> the way i was thinking about it. it's like hey um i think i want to i want to go somewhere else we agree yeah you know what we please want you to go go too. somewhere else please <laughs> <laughs> we we agree with you or was it like hey we want you to go somewhere else and he's like fucking yes yes you know, absolutely i will go somewhere else mutually you know, agree with you on that one listen <laughs> on the bright side it, it's given how bad or how poorly anthem turned out oh, for for bioware and the last mass effect game Maybe they're clamping down on quality control. Maybe it was like, you know what? We can't afford to fuck this one up. Was too. he the one that fixed and like got Anthem out the door though? I don't I don't or know. Or is he the I one that know. fucked it up to begin with? I'm like that's sure. that's what I wonder. Like was he involved in Anthem in any way? Like I 2017 I seems like prime Anthem Maybe, yeah. fuckery. Like the last two it was like 2017 to 19, right? That was like yeah. Anthem. That was he, the whole game was I developed in that those two years. I wasn't crazy about Inquisition either, Dragon Age 2. I liked Inquisition. So, right, but listen, Dragon Age 2 is just the pinnacle. I never Dragon played Age. it. That's Origins? I didn't know what you missed. The first one's Origins. Origins, okay. But 2 is just, again, that's like another Chef's kiss? required reading of gaming. Um, but yeah, maybe, it, maybe it's just like, you know what? We fucked up two games, sort of back to back. <laughs> and if we do it a third time, we're, we're done. Like the credit cards maxed out at this point, and you can't yeah. afford to fuck up a third time. So hopefully, it's more of a listen. You're great. This isn't working out. We gotta be better than what you're doing. He's like, you know what? I agree. I'm not up for this. I'm just gonna go and uh, peace out. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this works out for the best. Hopefully, and- Bioware gets control over everything over there. Speaking of control, yes, Andy. Ooh, yes, Steven. PlayStation has filed for another patent. They have so many. They have so many. But this is a PlayStation controller attachment for your cell phone. So many. It's and basically the Genki. Is, and this dude's name is Andy. Also, in this, I know in this tweet that you linked to. I know. <laughs> Sony could be planning a PlayStation mobile controller. A new mm. patent suggests. It's a DualShock style design. Mm-hmm. That's right. The patent has has happened. It's got buttons. It it's has got, the sacred symbol. It looks exactly like the Genki, except the PlayStation layout. It's as if someone just stretched a DualShock Four right and slapped the phone in the middle. Right in the middle, the touchpad goes. Yeah. Uh, listen, I you know why do I keep saying hired... Genki? I, I meant to say Kishi. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I kept saying Kishi. Genki. I'm like, what the hell is Genki? Genki was the is the streaming was... thing. No, wasn't Genki the 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 Bluetooth? No, I'm pretty the sure wire, Genki... the Bluetooth adapter that goes into into the <laughs> Switch wasn't that a Genki? Sure. I don't fucking know. Oh, My... Gaikai. That was the Gaikai one. was the streaming <laughs> one. We do a podcast every week. A podcast every week. We plug into the news. We know about <laughs> <games>. <laughs> We're so good. That's why you're here for us. That's why we're the hosts and you are the listeners. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh. So, listen. Um. I know they're making moves in the mobile market. They've hired some like 
Apple Arcade, what's your who's it guy that knows what he's doing? See, again, I don't know what his name is. Research. And they're trying to position all of their major, like, first-party, AAA, iconic flagship games into the mobile space. Like they're making big moves there. So right. this makes sense, like, to have something to go along with the experience, make it feel more like a game in a way. Mm. But those have to be some really good games to convince me to invest into their mobile situation. Because with my Steam Deck coming, I think that's to be my be all end all handheld with the Switch, of course. Right. And that's it. So listen, Sony does a lot of this patent filing shit, and like maybe like less than like one percent come to fruition. But I think this one leans more towards maybe possibly somewhat <laughs> happening. Maybe, 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 maybe. Listen, it's a fucking <sighs> it's a PS4 controller with with a phone in it. That's all it looks like to me. <laughs> I could have drawn this myself in PowerPoint if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a hype zone? Uh, I do have a hype zone. <gasps> The hype zone is speaking about mobile games. It has returned. Oh my god! Oh my god! Speaking about mobile games, I'm excited. This is some weird shit that I wish I knew was the thing I could do myself. Oh, Play Studios Mm -hmm. has acquired the rights to the Tetris franchise for mobile devices. How does Mm. a company that I've never heard of before? A Las Vegas-based award-winning casual games developer. This is per GamingOnPhone.com. Oh, that's a fun name for a website. Yeah, has officially acquired the rights to develop the iconic Tetris franchise for mobile devices. Uh-huh. The company has acquired multi-title mobile rights, which excludes China, for the Tetris games in partnership with the Tetris company. And it's network, but the E is a three. So it's three to work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How does this happen? How does just, you can just, and also their logo looks like like the WB logo. Have you seen this logo? It does. Yep. It's fucking Warner Brothers. The the font is also (laughs) the Warner Brothers font. Right. (laughs) So... Wow. So is Ow. Play Studios Warner Brothers? Steven, we've, we've discussed on the show acquisitions, major move deals, companies buying other companies. Okay, I see where this is going. Tencent, Embracer, right. Microsoft, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. This is the one. You talk about what's going to rock the industry. Do we Tetris mobile games? Um, I I want to play a game. I don't play that. I suck at Tetris. No, no, no. Let's play a game, right? <laughs> play a game. You and I. God, getting soft flashbacks. Yes. <laughs> we each pick a massively popular video game franchise mm-hmm. that we are going to get exclusive rights to for a very specific <laughs> corner of the market. <laughs> I, Andy. I uh-huh. want 
the mm, <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Uh huh. I want that license specifically for mm -hmm. specifically for. Mm -hmm. Let me think. Yes, specifically for Tiger Electronics. God damn it, Steven. God damn it. Mm -hmm. I was going to say a different franchise, but also for Tiger Electronics. But like, think about it. Smash Bros on Tiger Electronics. I was going to say Call of Duty on Tiger Electronics. That would be good too. <laughs> um... Pokemon, but only for Tamagotchis. No, because that makes sense. That makes sense. You have to raise a Pokemon. Pokemon, except it's... I got it. I want the Pokemon license for bubble ring games. Mm. Those water bubble rings. Oh, I got it. I got it. Hacky Sack, maybe? Pikachu Hacky Sack. Battlefield. Or for those shitty, like, hotel games that are yeah. in the TV. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that there's a game button on the remote control for the weird, like, satellite dish right. they have. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. I want the Kirby license for urinal mm. cakes. Mm. I want to make Kirby urinal cakes. Mm. I want to piss in Kirby's mouth. Mm. God of War... <laughs> But for New York taxi cabs, the little that screen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like just Kirby. I just want to pee on Kirby. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like a fit. It seems like a really good fit. Yeah. Um piss all over Kirby's face. <laughs> Tomb Raider uh drinking straws. Mmm. We're going out there now. I would like the the Tetris license only for Super Nintendo. Ah, just Super Nintendo. I just have that license. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Tekken. Well, Mr. Enough says the Tekken license for high quality brooms. Mm, this is very good. Yes, he's got that. What's his name? Eddie. The Eddie broom. Yeah, the Eddie broom. Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, what about the? Final Fantasy franchise, mm -hmm. but for my um I watch. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um let's okay. Or all right. Animal Crossing mm. laser tag. <laughs> mm. Fallout for my electronic toothbrush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> just plays that song while you're brushing yeah. your teeth <laughs> trying to think of like the complete like dr mario rock'em sock'em robots oh yeah resident evil ding, 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 ding. yes yes <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, except it's fucking Samus. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Oh, God. Uh, folks, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Oh, my God. That was a good one. I had a good time. I hope you had a good time, listeners. Had a great time. time. Remember, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at dual underscore screens. I am at Batchild27. Andy is at PantsGuy. You can follow us on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams. It is free to hit that follow button. You can also spend your Amazon Prime or your your Twitch gaming Prime sub, whatever, for free. If you want to support us, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Andy, is there anything you want to tell the kids before we go? I missed you all so much. I love you. We're back again next week for more dumb shenanigans. I have for our Patreon people. I've made a point that I'm going to put up every episode. We have not already put up in early access that we've recorded because I fell we had so many in the can that I didn't know the order that of which they were supposed to come out until very recently. So I couldn't mm-hmm. really put them up in early access in case they would like there Shuffle was one around. show we had like embargoed. But now I'm just going to do all of the ones that I haven't put out yet. I'm going to edit them and I'm just going to put them up in early access. Be like, here's four shows. Have fun. Right. <laughs> here's a month worth of content. I have no idea when they're coming out, but yeah, you have them. them. We have something just that's not them. coming out till February. I'm going to edit it and it's going to go up. <laughs> That's literal. That is literal. I have something from February that's going to go up in February that I will be putting up in the next couple of days. So, oh my God. Go, and that is, by the way, you know which one that is, right? I know which one that is exactly. Yes. That is is Saints Row, friends. If you want to know all about Saints Row and how things go on at Volition, subscribe on Patreon. That was a really good show. Great show. Game Pass Law on that show. Great show. A really good conversation we had with that dude. Fantastical conversation. Anyway, that's going to do it yeah. for us. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. This has been the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. And as always, please be excellent to each other.